It's about time to take your great idea and turn it into a reality with Squarespace. They make it easier than ever to launch your passion project. Are you trying to showcase your work or sell products of any kind? Well, you can use their beautiful templates and customize just about anything and make a beautiful website all by yourself. And if you get stuck, they have 24-7 award-winning customer support that is there to help. Go to squarespace.com grace for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code grace to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep with me, Grace Helbig. We have a very exciting guest today. If you like K-pop, you're going to love Eric because I've learned that K-pop rules via the internet. It's very it's very in now, very trendy. Eric is a singer, a songwriter, a, a TV host, and he interviewed Jamie Foxx once and got Jamie Foxx to sing uh, his actual original song. You'll hear all about it. He also has a podcast. It turns out he doesn't like, but... Maybe he's just negging us. Get ready for this episode of Not Too Deep with Eric Nam. Not, not too deep. Turn your great idea into a reality with Squarespace. They make it easier than ever to launch your passion project, whether you're showcasing your work or selling products of any kind. With beautiful templates and the ability to customize just about anything, you can easily make a beautiful website all by yourself. But if you do get stuck, Squarespace's 24-7 award-winning customer support is there to help. Head to squarespace.com grace for a free trial. And when you are ready to launch, use the offer code grace to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We're going. Oh, we're going. We're going well, already. That was- Hey, guys. Hey, Eric. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Okay, you just said, am I allowed to say this, that you're going to Vegas tomorrow? Sure, why not? Okay, and you're going to Vegas because... my bro- our, One of my brothers is getting married. Okay. And uh, But I've never been to Vegas. Mm-hmm. So Brian, who's my youngest brother, and I were co-best men. Okay. And we've been charged with planning this bachelor party. Wow. But I should, I should stay. I've, A, never been to a bachelor party. Okay. I've never been to a wedding as a full-grown adult. Wow. There's a lot of firsts for you yeah. guys. You're getting thrown to the wolves. I'm I feel very attacked in many ways. <laughs> so your <laughs> your brother basically owes both of you for this. Pretty much. Yeah. You know. Do you have anything planned for the bachelor party? I mean, we have good restaurants and yeah. we have, you know, some apparently like day parties and day drinking is a thing mm-hmm. to do. So we have a couple of those things. Cool. And uh and tattoos. Tattoos, bad decisions. Yeah. I'm sure they'll all come in, you know, play some, some way or the other. Lots of good stuff. Who's playing in Vegas right now? You guys can go see that uh, got who? J-Lo. J-Lo. I mean, that seems right up your alley. Com- Fellow musician. <laughs> Fellow musician. I mean, I can no see No disrespect. <laughs> J-Lo, you're amazing. If you want to collab, I'm down for it. I don't know if I would go... To your show on my own volition. There you go. You know, unless you get the, those free tickets. Right, the tickets are expensive. They're a couple hundred bucks, I'm sure. They That's are. The thing. I went and saw Backstreet Boys in Vegas. Whoa. And yeah, exactly what I said after they answered the DM that I sent them. No way. <laughs> yeah, I got real thirsty. And How I was, was like, it? Um, unbelievable. Right. I lost my fucking mind. <laughs> it was so good. All right, but I have a secret confession. Yes. So. I watched Backstreet Boys in high school. No, it was like freshman year college. Uh-huh. Like I grew up on that entire pop, pop genre, like era. Backstreet Boys and sing. Mm-hmm, same. Freaking Hanson, uh, whatever. Remember Disney Channel? 
I, it and, still exists, but <laughs> yeah, but like I'm sure we were there at like the peak. Oh yeah, they had the summer concert series where it was oh. like Christina. See, yeah. we didn't have Disney Channel in my house because we were super not wealthy enough for it. <laughs> no, so I got to imagine what was on Disney Channel. But Hanson, I remember, was yeah. like one of the first CDs that I bought. Right. Yeah. It was they, these were legendary moments in uh-huh. my childhood, and I remember it was like freshman year of college after. Uh, yeah, I had gone home for the first time. And we're like, the Backstreet Boys are playing? <laughs> we should. And then one of my friends was like, oh, my parents have like the membership so we can go for free. I was like, I will pay you for free tickets. <laughs> yeah. So I think Brian, the youngest brother, he was probably like eight at the time. And uh, I took him to his first concert. <gasps> you went to see the Backstreet Boys when you were eight years old? Yeah. Do you even remember that, that though? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> so privileged. Uh so, I mean, to tie this into a little bit about what you do today. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, first of all, because in doing all this research about you, you are this hybrid career monster the person <laughs> in the world. So I like to ask people like that that are on the podcast, what's your deal? What's my deal? Yeah. Like, how do you explain <sighs> yourself to people that don't know you? Um, well, first of all, everybody buckle down real quick. <laughs> Take a deep, <laughs> deep ass breath. It's gonna take a moment. Um, what am I? I am a, I guess, a singer, songwriter, TV host, okay, um, entrepreneur, investor, person. Sounds great. I mean, I just like threw a bunch of cool sounding words into a sentence. They all sound legit. You know, I I fake most of it. Mm-hmm. To be quite honest. Welcome to the club. But, yeah, right. <laughs> I just want to be part of that club. Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's uh I think I was explaining to someone earlier today that I feel like the modern day celebrity mm-hmm. or singer, songwriter, whatever, you have to be everywhere doing everything. Yeah. You know? And so for whatever reason, we've evolved into these multi-headed monsters that have to do everything. Yeah. The, I mean, it it's so true that uh like Lots of pots on the stove mm-hmm. tend to make a bigger meal right. than just one. Right. Uh, and because the way that we kind of like social media market everything that we do, like you have to be kind of like an mm-hmm. expert, quote unquote, in different right. fields instead of just focusing on one thing and hoping someone else right. will do everything else. Um, but that's really admirable and also exhausting. It's that I was going to say that it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But you get to work with your brothers. Yeah. Which is so cool. It is cool. And do you guys live together? Uh, Brian's like based here in LA now. Okay. Um, Eddie, who's our other brother, is based in LA. But mm-hmm. they come out to Korea very often, regularly. So, okay. um, And then I come out to LA, New York a few times a year just to, to get things done. Cool. So you guys grew up in Atlanta, right? Yeah. And then, okay, take us from Atlanta to ending up in Korea. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, born and raised in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to Boston College. Okay. And I studied international relations, okay. political science kind of stuff. And um, pretty much I felt like I went through college checking off every single checklist that every parent or uh, would in want my you to do. case, Asian parents would want you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had, you know, the grades, I had all the internships, I knocked everything off and um by the end of my senior year, by the time I was graduating, I had a job offer at Deloitte Consulting. So I was supposed okay. to be a strategy and operations consultant. That sounds 
boring. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to people that have that actual job and are sitting at a desk listening to this podcast right Some, now. Somebody's sitting somewhere with a single tear just trickling down their cheek. I know. I'm uh, sorry, Richard. We're, we're pow- empowering you through this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so they they gave me the, the job offer, but in my clause, I was like, I'll join if I take a year off. If you can oh, let me do that. Savvy. So they said, sure, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Just let us know. And so, you know, for me, it was like, I could probably be, you know, 10 years into my career and I'll probably have like that two and a half kids, white picket fence kind of thing going on. Very traditional. Which is great, but Mm -hmm. that also terrified me. Like, I don't know why, but that was suffocating to me. I had the same feelings. I feel, I felt like it would make me feel stuck. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, let's just try whatever the hell I wanted to try. And so for me, I always grew up really loving social work and philanthropy, Mm. and then music and entertainment. And both were frowned upon by my parents. Not because they're bad, but they're like, you're not going to make a living in any way. Right. Um, But I was like, I have the job. I can do whatever I want. I'm going to take a year off. So natural decision is to go to India. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you went from from Boston to India. Yeah. Right. I I mean, it's a choice. It's a decision. Yeah. And uh, I was there for like a social enterprise fellowship. Okay. And that um, makes more sense than just blindly going right. to India. Right. Eat, pray, love, yeah. whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what yoga retreat did you sign up yeah. for? Um, so I went and unfortunately I didn't have like the best experience there. Mm. Um, I think the program that I went with was in such an early stage that it wasn't really developed to really help us do what we were there to do. Okay. And so... I I was like really for the first time I was like depressed because I was like I'm here in India mm-hmm. I'm miserable oh. like I don't want to do anything I got to get out of here yeah and I had been doing YouTube videos since like high school mm-hmm. and there, it was just like a hobby and I was like I legit I was like dear Lord <laughs> I'm praying to you get me out of here and I in like a few days I got an email on my YouTube account. Cause uh-huh. you like, you yeah. know how you get so many spammy emails in and that account? And you don't account? really ever check them. And then there's that one moment where something catches your eye. <laughs> that happened to me. Wow. And it was, we will pay for your flight, send us your passport, goodbye. And I was like, this is a scam. <laughs> and then the email just disappeared yeah. out of your inbox. <laughs> I was like, this is a Harry Potter thing <laughs> yeah. where like this thing flies away. <laughs> An owl just hit your window yeah. and fell down. Right. <laughs> Um, but I was like, what am I going to lose? Just send him my passport. <laughs> this can't be a scam. It's not a scam. <laughs> also, uh, they didn't want my social security right. number, but I just thought I'd be an overachiever. Right. So I uh, sent it to him. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's how desperate I was. Uh-huh. And they sent me a flight. And then I got to Korea. I was on like an American Idol kind of thing. Got to top five. Uh-huh. Quit my job. Signed a label deal. Wow. And uh, How old are you at the time? I was twenty. Two, three. 22, okay. Three, probably. Okay. Yeah. So that was 2011 and 12. Okay. So I've been in Korea for about almost eight years now. Wow. And then you went, um, after you signed with the label, then you were hosting, uh, right. you started getting into like TV hosting and TV. Right. Yeah. So in Korea, then it's like, how do you get your stuff out there? How do you get mm. people to recognize you? Mm-hmm. And I had stuff off of the TV show. Um, like the American Idol kind of thing, yeah. but nothing that was like my own. Yeah. And so then they started putting me out onto all these talk shows and variety shows. And mind you, my Korean was 
horrendous. Oh, you weren't even fluent when you no. were going to do that. Really? I had no, like I would sit there for hours, like tapings are like eight to 12 hours long. Yeah. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> like I am this idiot, like Korean American kids yeah. sitting there and I'm just like, if someone's laughing, you just laugh. Yeah. And you just laugh happier than anyone else. <laughs> and if someone's saying, oh, you say, oh, sadder yeah. than anyone else. And so I did that for a while. And then uh, like the equivalent of E! News was like, do you want to be a correspondent mm -hmm. for all these international people coming to Korea? Okay. Like, sure, I'll try it. You know, more press. And that's what really kind of took off. Um, that with an English program I was hosting, mm -hmm. doing K-pop stuff for a global community. Cool. Um, but the interview, so like my first interview, I think was Robert Downey Jr. Real light right start super <laughs> yeah. super chill very easy yeah. welcoming into the world of interviewing right we really eased like, into it like press junket stuff so they will fly over to korea for their like iron man press junket, yeah um and then they would give me like 30 minutes or 15 minutes or oh, whatever i used to do this for attack of the show out here and i'd only get four minutes so <laughs> god bless um yeah they did that when i flew out to la for spider-man uh -huh. with andrew garfield and emma stone they're like okay five minutes but <laughs> and you, you're like, I flew from Korea. No, I, was like, I literally, I sat in the back of the, of the plane next to a toilet for 12 hours. For I haven't slept. Minutes. Oh my and God. I have five minutes. And, but the, the, you know, what was great is, so I walked in, Emma Stone was like, oh, you're from Korea. I love Korea. I love K-pop. Okay. We're going to get this interview started. And they're like, three minutes. I was like, what? And they're like, she said hi. I was like, she was just saying she likes K-pop. That doesn't help me do my job, you know? Uh, so literally that interview was like, nice to meet you. She was like, I love K-pop, bye. Oh my God. And uh, so the next one was Jamie Foxx. Mm -hmm. And I walked in and, I, and the producer was freaking out. I was like, we flew here from Korea and we have three minutes of her saying, I like K-pop. <laughs> what are we gonna do? <laughs> Pressure's on, rookie. So I step into the room with Jamie Foxx, and he was like the best. Oh, he gave great. such a cool interview. And then he was like, uh, I was like, oh, Gangnam Style was big at the time. Yeah. So we started talking about K-pop. And I was like, I'm a singer myself. And he's like, assume your song. And he learned my song in Korean on the spot. Wow. And then he was like, his, his, to his assistant, he was like, I want you to film this, put it up on our, all our socials. He was like, I'm here with Eric Nam. He's like a great singer, like interviewer. And you guys check out his music. And the interview went like 15 minutes over. Wow. And so I was like, damn, <laughs> I love you. I'm such a fan. That's um, incredible. But yeah, that's how like the stuff in Korea really started to take off then. So I had my music going, mm -hmm. my MC stuff, and then like the interview stuff. Got it. And um, all that kind of started working together. So my career kind of built off of that. Very cool. And I also must give you such an appreciation for great interview yes and yes. really terrible yes. ones i've learned that too yeah. and it's really nice to be talking with someone that also has that kind of like experience mm -hmm. in that world and also like host their own thing so they know like it's tough how to keep a conversation going it's tough it's like the worst when you walk in and you're like i'm here to sell your movie for you yeah and they're like i hate everything and oh. then you like, and you walk in ah. and they're like yelling at their assistant yeah. and like they're freaking out and you're like Great. I can't wait to like show you this gag bit that I came right. up with. Out in the Please hallway. don't hit me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's incredible. And now you've been more focused on music in the last. Yeah. I mean, I think once I got my name out in Korea, um, outside of 
I guess, that TV show mm -hmm. um, for like the American Idol stuff. And then it was like, okay, how can we start doing more music? Because that's what I went to Korea to do. Yeah. I never wanted to be a TV host. Sure. You know? Um, Here's my, my theory is everyone that's a TV host, I don't think they want to be a TV host. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they settled on being a TV host and, and I, they had <laughs> dreams of grandeur <laughs> that just yo, sort of didn't pan out. Grace is just making a lot of people cry today. No, no, unless Consultants you really want, to TV hosts. Uh, just, I host all the time. I love it. If you need me, you guys, in the description, <laughs> it's my phone number. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. If you don't mind me asking, then what did you want to do? If it wasn't, um, I wanted to do comedy. Okay, and so the comedy and like the hosting stuff was stuff on the side that I didn't totally love doing yeah, at yeah, first yeah. because I like wanted to audition and act right. and not have to play myself. But then started doing YouTube where I played myself, and I was like, <laughs> I think I'm actually better at playing myself than yeah. like a character, right? Because all the characters just end up being me, <laughs> and so it's not acting; it's right. just reading lines. It's reality TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what it is. Uh, so I do have like a super deep appreciation for hosting because it's so much harder than it looks. But I always mm. feel like people that host are like people that really wanted like. Right some other avenue. Right, right, right. And then this worked out better for them. Um, would you... Oh, here's... Uh, I've been asked to ask you mm -hmm. to explain your appearance on We Got Married, <laughs> which is, from what I understand, a Korean variety show where two celebrities act like uh, a married couple. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that was a very, very, very popular show in Korea and I'd say across all of Asia. So the premise is two celebrities act like a married couple and yeah. then like just go around in public or? So pretty much you are paired up with another celebrity uh -huh. and you don't know who it is. You <gasps> show up and they're this like. This is a great concept already. And they're like, you guys, as of today, are dating and are going to get married. And so from that moment, it's you get to know this person, you plan uh -huh. your wedding, you find your like your newlywed house, okay. you plan your honeymoon. And it's it's like. People vicariously dating through you. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, I watch Married at First Sight, which is a reality show out here that people get pat like paired up through like experts and uh -huh. they get married at first sight. Wait, like real marriage? Yeah, real That's marriage. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's real good. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, but wait, so man. you guys don't really get married. No, we don't really get married, but okay. we have like a fake fake real wedding. Okay. We go on like a honeymoon. We we do all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um and it was on for like probably 10 years. Wow. Yeah. And they had like offshoots in China. Uh -huh. And it was one of the most popular shows for a long time. Oh, dang. So I did that for about nine to 10 months. Nine to 10 months? Wait, how many people do you fake marry? Just one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just do you every episode. Musical chairs of marriage. <laughs> You're marrying a new person every episode. <laughs> Wait, nine to 10 months? Yeah. So you have to do this, you have to string this out over nine to 10 months. Yeah. Wow, who did you get married to? So I was married to, that's like the weirdest thing to say. I was married to uh, this girl group member. Her name is Solar. Okay. Um, and she's in a group called Mama Moo. Okay. And it's four very ferocious women. Okay. Um, and it was cool because like we were, like we didn't really know each other at all. Mm -hmm. And we met, got to become good friends. And um, the rest is history. <laughs> I don't know what to and say. And we got divorced a year later. Divorced. And it was like very random and sudden. Like, yeah. they get, like literally just hand you a piece of paper. Like, as of today, you're no longer married. Like, oh, bye. 
That was pleasant. This feels like an Have episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, if you think about it. Yeah. Um, okay. If you could be a judge on any American reality show, oh. what would which show would you be a judge on? Oh man. Well, to be fair, like I haven't kept up with American I was gonna reality ask, yeah. in a while. Um, but I think I think okay, can I do two? Of course. I'm gonna do two. I'm gonna cheat. Okay. I think the voice would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um and Shark Tank. And Shark Tank? Yeah. Are you, you business minded? I love startups and I love like mm-hmm. new things and ideas and just like when I see something, I'm like, that's really gonna work and I really wanna yeah. support an entrepreneur or whatever. And then other people I see, I'm like, that is the worst idea <laughs> I've ever heard of in my life. I love the way that there must be a class on how to present your idea or there must be just a blank template because they all come out and they're like, hello, sharks, I would like to present you my blah, blah, blah. I'm asking for, it's like so robotic. Uh, It gets me every time. And the people that clearly have never taken a public speaking class in their life, oh, it hurts so good. (laughs) God bless. Have you ever bought any of the products that you've seen on Shark Tank? No, I haven't. Oh, I haven't. Have you? Uh, accidentally. (laughs) So wait, is this a scam or was... uh, No, it was a backpedal. I got a little tipsy one night and then I was like, I need to be healthy. And I went on Amazon and they had this like weird looking kind of U-shaped, it looked like a melted skateboard. Uh And it was like, you stand on it and you just wiggle back and forth and it's supposed to work your core. And I was like, that looks easy. And that woman that's in the picture is having a great time. So slam, I want that. Honestly. And then I found out it was a... A product from Shark Tank. Oh, did yeah. it work? It sits in my exercise <laughs> It just sits there and it's orange and it looks pretty. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I tried it once, but then I realized that I have terrible balance. And even though this thing's mm-hmm. supposed to stabilize you, no. I, not for me. I just imagine people tearing ACLs. Yeah, yeah. That's- it seems a little unsafe. It seems it's more for like ants and moms <laughs> that want to get into like working out. I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't rush my aging process. <laughs> uh, it'll be here. We're good. We're good. Yeah. We're good. Um, okay, we're going to take a really quick break. Yep. And when we get back, I have more questions for you. I want to talk about music. I want to talk about tour. I want to talk about what you're up to. Let's do it. We'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Support for today's show comes from Third Love. With more than 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes, Third Love designs bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. You guys have heard me talk about Third Love in the past, and I still stay connected with the thought that they're fantastic. They've sent me their products into someone that wears basically like ace bandages for bras. These are comfortable, fashionable. They make me feel classy and supported all at the same time. They're hands down the most comfortable bra that you'll own. They have straps that don't slip. They have tagless labels and not to mention lightweight, super thin memory foam cups that mold to your shape and are proprietary to Third Love. Best of all, every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. If you don't love it, you can return it and third love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need third love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone so right now they're offering you beautiful listeners 15 percent off your first order go to third love 
Bite.com slash grace now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash grace for 15% off today. Not, not too deep. It's time to turn your dream into a reality with today's support from Squarespace. They make it easier than ever to launch your passion project. Do you want to start a new business? Do you want to showcase your work? Do you want to publish content? Do you want to sell products or more? Squarespace is the tool for you. They have beautiful templates created by world-class designers and the ability to customize just about anything with a few clicks so you can easily make a beautiful website all by yourself. They also have powerful e-commerce commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online and analytics that help you grow your site in real time. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box, so there is nothing to patch or upgrade ever. And buying domains is simple. You'll get all the help you need with their 24-7 award-winning customer support. They empower millions of people from designers to lawyers, artists to gamers, even restaurants and gyms to turn great ideas into something real. So head to squarespace.com grace for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code grace to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com grace, offer code grace. Let's talk about music. Um, you've said on your podcast that you have too many great songs for your new album. <laughs> have you narrowed it down at all? Um, okay, so I, I've never done like a full-length album. Okay. I feel like right now with music, everything is single-driven. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while you get an EP. Yes. Um, but in Korea, for some reason, there's a lot of weight put on having a full-length LP. Really? Like a full album. Okay. Which… I like kind of get, but then I'm like, there's so many songs that nobody's going to listen to. Mm-hmm. And it feels like you're just wasting your songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a matter of how do we balance it so I don't feel like I'm throwing songs away. Yeah. I think I have out of like 50 or 60, I've narrowed it down to like 15. Cool. That's in, that's a full album. Right. So by now I so want to like, I need to like cut it down a little more. <laughs> oh, okay. And then I want like, I, I need like one big single. One big single. Like I feel like I have really great songs, but I don't have one that really just punches somebody in the face and makes them want to cry. And Ooh. I mean that is like in like the nicest way possible. <laughs> like the most non-aggressive, yeah, non-vicious yeah. way. I, mean, I love tap. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Don't don't punch anybody in the face, no. guys. All right. I'm not an advocate for violence. The so. um does it does the potential album have an, a name? No. No. Okay. Do you want to come up with one for me? Uh, Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Oh, Bumble Baby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean that's a little trademarked. I mean, oh, really? I'm sorry. sorry. But I will sell it to you for a back end. <laughs> 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 but so you basically, like, the, all the things are there. It's right. just kind of streamlining and organizing and getting the vibe that you want. Yeah. Because I am, I don't know much about music. Mm-hmm. I'm very, I love pop music. That's right. like the genre that I know the most about. Mm-hmm. Um, not K-pop, unfortunately. I'm getting, it's I'm okay. learning. Um, but the like the ebb and flow of listening from beginning to end, I imagine, is like the emotional journey you want to take someone on. Right. I think that's kind of whenever I put together a package, it's like how do we make it make sense somewhat? Yeah. And because it's you really do want it to ebb and flow and have like like a book has a good climax and like a forward and whatever. I forgot all those terms, but. Um, <laughs> But it's the hardest part for me is that I have to put stuff out in Korean, mm. but I write all my stuff in English. Really? I was going to ask about that, like yeah. what your process is. So I usually write everything in LA mm-hmm. with people here. So they are essentially just big pop songs. Yeah. 
And then we go back and say, what would maybe make sense in Korean and sound okay for a Korean audience? Hmm. And that's like the hardest part. Yeah, that it must stuff must get lost in translation. Absolutely. So what ends up usually happening happening is the meaning of the song gets completely flipped in oh, Korean. Oh wow. Um and a perfect like example of that is last year I put out a song called In Korean Miss You. Mm-hmm. And in in English it was I don't miss you. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so like, the audiences showing up have two very different yeah. emotional reactions. So people are like, are you like, what are you crazy? Like what's going on? Like you have too many emotions. Like I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling. But um, that's kind of the the most difficult part of reverse engineering things back. And yeah. also is, you know, I want to do music in the States. You know, okay. I want to be able to do music here. I feel like there is no Asian face doing music mainstream in English. Mm-hmm. That I can think of right now. Yeah. Which is crazy. I can't. Are you touring in the States soon? Uh, I'll be... Oh, God. I don't know if I'm going to say this. Yes, soon. Because this episode won't come out for a few weeks. Yeah. So. Uh, it probably won't be released by then, but it's cool. I mean, I we are in the process of putting together a massive tour. Sweet. We did a tour last year. We did 16 cities. And then I just did 12 in Europe. And then I did a, some in Australia. Oh. And so it's about time to get back in the States. Was there one standout show that you remember from tour that was like for better or worse? Man, um, I think, I guess from the most recent tour, it was so hot. We were in, this was in Cologne, Germany. Mm, Okay. We had to stop the show like seven times because people kept fainting and passing out. And so- And that's horrifying to see from stage. Yeah, well, and then people are like, and the great thing about K-pop fans is they're very, like, everybody's so nice. Yeah. And they're very positive and encouraging. And they're just generally nice. And so people would pass out Mm -hmm. and then everybody's whipping out their flashlights like, emergency, (laughs) stop the show, stop the show. So I remember I restarted a song like two, three times. Wow. Because people kept passing out. Oh gosh. Um, And that was, it was just stressful because I don't want people to die. That's a great thing to not want. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that's like always like memorable. And then one of the coolest shows I think is in Mexico and then one was Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. I did First Avenue in Minneapolis where Prince did Purple Rain. Wow. And I show up, I don't know anything about Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. The venue has like these stars with everybody who's played there. So like Coldplay and like Nirvana and Red Hot Chili Peppers, whatever, Prince. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's crazy to me that this Asian kid from Atlanta <laughs> Had to go to Korea to be back in Minneapolis. That's so nuts. To sing for a bunch of people. Wow. Like 1,700 people or something. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I have, I feel like every show that I do is very memorable and I'm very appreciative whenever I'm on stage to be able to do that. That's awesome. Um, and how humbling and weird. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so many mixed emotions, yeah. you know? The, uh, who, cause so on your podcast, you mm-hmm. talk about K-pop like community mm-hmm. and like different artists. Do you have an artist or a group that you're most excited about right now? I mean, I feel like I, the entire world is excited about BTS. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that's. How did they, how? <laughs> that's my, I think that's my main question. Because I feel like, and I'm sure that they've been, you know, working forever. Mm-hmm. And then like the, you know, flipped script on right. this is like, how did One Direction, how? Right. And so like, 
what do you think it was that like made their crossover like into mm-hmm. like mainstream like music such a yeah. thing? Yeah, I so I have like a few like theories on this. Sure. And mind you, everybody, this is just my personal opinion. Yes, because they're there. It's a very aggressive fandom. It's. I mean, everybody has like their own opinions on it, and mm-hmm. so this is just my personal opinion. Yes, um, which you're allowed to have, right? <laughs> So my thing with them is I saw them from when they debuted. Um, mm-hmm. I, they were on my shows. I was interviewing them. And from like, the beginning. From the beginning. Yeah. So I've seen them kind of go through the entire thing. Um, but when they started, they were these underdogs mm. in the industry. And that, and I know they were having like uh, a very difficult time. Because mm-hmm. um, Co- Korea, K-pop is so competitive. You have hundreds of groups debut every year. Wow. Um, and it's you know, maybe 1% is going to stay around for a few years. Yeah. Um, so I remember that they were, they were doing things non-traditionally in the sense like they were shooting a show in LA and they were doing like tiny venues and um, they were really just kind of cutting their teeth, I guess, just trying to figure out what their sound and what their image and their look was going to be. And I think what really took them there is their fandom, the mm-hmm. armies. Um, they were really rooting for that underdog. They were that perfect underdog story. Mm-hmm. And, but it worked because they're amazing performers. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I think the best way that I've heard it, and I think our, my brother said it, is like they look like America's best dance crew, but they can sing and rap at the oh. same time. So, so they're all triple threats, every single one of them. Yeah. Right? yeah. And and when you I remember it was at KCON LA in twenty like fourteen. Mm-hmm. So KCON's like this big convention for K pop. They have it in like LA and New York. And they were like the opening act. And it was like the most stacked lineup that year. Yeah. Um, it was like the big heavy hitters from industry. They were there and they were like opening act. And I was there, I was just like watching them and they stole the show. Really? Because their choreography and their charisma and the way they do things, people were like, is that magic? <laughs> like, what is going on? And from there, it was like this organic growth of people, like international fans saying like, these kids are so underappreciated, but they're so good. Yeah. And they just kept touring in a way that made sense and they just sold everything out. And now they're the biggest act in the world. Wow. the and Because at that level, you can't deny talent. Oh, yeah. No. And if they had, I mean... That's all like Britney Spears kind of trajectory and like the com- controversy when she first came up that mm-hmm. everyone was like, she can't like take her auto tune right. away. Like what's what's right. going on there? But she can put on a great show. Right. And uh, it seems like with them, they if you strip down like the flashy performance, they're still great singers. Yeah. I mean, they, they have the basics there. Mm-hmm. They have the essentials. And I think that's why it works. Yeah. That's cool. I got to learn more about it. Or I don't. I don't know. It's such a big world to get into. There's so many things to do in the world, you know. What would you recommend as someone that wants to start learning more about K-pop other than BTS? Mm -hmm. Like, who? how do I start my educational journey? Well, I'd say Eric Nam is a great start. Okay. How do you spell that? (laughs) E-R-I-C. No K? No K. Okay. Um, Got it. Yeah. I'll Google it. Um, No, I I think they're a great start. Uh, BTS is a great start. Blackpink, obviously. Yes, I've heard of them. They're huge. Um, and if you go on like a YouTube dive, you'll mm-hmm. just find the most. So many more. Yeah. Yeah. There's just so many. I think for people, the sound is now becoming increasingly more international and pop driven. Uh-huh. Um, and like 
my stuff, I've everything that I've been writing has been in the States with the best pop writers out yeah. there. So what I've found is a lot of people, they're like, oh, Eric's stuff just sounds like American pop and some of it's in Korean. And so- That's great. And then they dive in and they're like, we ended up with people with purple hair <laughs> wearing heels, but that's cool. You know, that's what it is. Hey, you never know what you're going to find. The internet mm -hmm. has something for everyone. Right. Uh, what's something you always make sure to keep in your fridge? My fridge? Yeah. A lot of rotting food. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe it's like sriracha sauce. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's a staple. Coconut water. Um, there you go. There you go. You have there. been in LA. The uh, <laughs> Would you ever be down to be the next Bachelor? Oh. <laughs> Oh, no. 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 You had to think about it, though. I would say no. Well, see, like, I don't get... So I walked into... So I'm staying at my brother's. Uh -huh. I walk in yesterday, and they're watching Paradise, Bachelor in Paradise. Bachelor in Paradise. Don't give me any spoilers. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm... And they're, like, so invested into this. Yeah. They're like, oh, my God. Like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I don't know what any of this means, but... Yeah. It, it, from a third party, mm -hmm. it just looks hilarious. It is... Hilarious. <laughs> it is so ridiculous. I don't want to be on the like butt end of a joke. Like I don't want right. to, yeah, but not nah, that would be too much stress, man. Okay. Okay. Would I, you he, ever be on it? No. See, See, I can answer very quickly. I know what I would not. You still thought about See, it. See, because to be fair, because I don't know what's going on in the States. <laughs> yeah, no, mm -hmm. neither do uh, we. Uh, There's been a yeah. lot of shit going on here. Um Okay, what are you watching on TV right now? Oh, what am I watching? Uh, Billions. Oh, I have not gotten into that. Dude, I mean, people are like, You're, that's such a guy show. I'm like, what? It's a finance show. Okay. But it's, I, I really, I love it. Uh, my go-to these days uh, is Queer Eye. <gasps> yes. Because I've just been really stressed and... Like it makes you feel so good. It makes me feel so good. <laughs> and if you don't feel good after it, you're, you're a like, fucking sociopath. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. No, I was just like, because like the stories of the people who are getting helped on that, mm -hmm. I'm just, it, they're such heartwarming stories. Yeah. And so whenever, you know, after a long day and I'm just like, getting ready for bed, I just leave it on. Yeah. And then I'm just like, oh, that's so dirty. Oh my God, tearing up, I swear. But, yeah, oh, that's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. Um, okay, we're gonna take a quick last break and yep. when we get back, we have a billion Twitter questions for oh, you. Oh no. Yeah, Twitter's got some stuff that they need answers right. to. We'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. If there is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp Online Counseling can help. They offer licensed professional counselors who specialize in issues like depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBTQ matters, grief, self-esteem, and more. Connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. You can get help at your own time, at your own pace. Anything you share is confidential, and it's so convenient you can schedule secure video or phone sessions 
as well as chat and text with your therapist. And if for some reason you're not happy with your counselor, they can uh, get you a new one. You can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. Best of all, it's affordable. And you beautiful listeners get 10% off your first month with the discount code GRACE. So get started by going to betterhelp.com slash grace, then fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get you matched with a counselor that you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash grace. Um, okay, we're going to get into some Twitter questions, but before we do, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every single guest mm-hmm. that is on the podcast. And the first is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Cold spaghetti at? Yes. Oh, man. I can't say who I want to say because I feel like I'll get in trouble. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Cryptic. Um, cold spaghetti? Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't have to be mean. It can be, like, joyous. Like, a, who joyously throws cold spaghetti? Have you tried it? No, but I feel like so it you would— you can't say that there's <laughs> a conclusion. <laughs> but I just imagine, like, clammy hands on cold spaghetti and it's just— Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Um. Oh, my gosh. I have no idea. You're taking this very seriously, and I, know, I appreciate that. because I legit— <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and these answers can change day to day. The NRA. Oh, that's a great answer. I don't think we've had anyone give the that answer. The NRA. Yet. Yeah, I fully support that answer. Yeah, I hate it. Uh, it's uh, it is very, very exhausting. Yeah, and infuriating. I, I would do that, and I would feel good about throwing cold, clammy spaghetti. I would me. applaud you. Yeah. Uh, okay, the second question I ask every single guest is to tell us your worst pants shitting story. Or close call, <laughs> but you can only tell us in three words or three small phrases. Okay. So mine, for example, uh-huh. is college jogging front lawn. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is that for real? That is for real. Wow. Yeah. That's I super probably deep. haven't updated one, but I haven't updated it yet. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, here we go. Uh Bolivia. <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> <laughs> Bolivia, uh-huh. unpaved roads, uh-huh. banana trees. Oh no! <laughs> Completely real. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you guys can imagine it. Yeah, I'm not gonna ask any follow up questions. Wow. It was a lot. <laughs> a lot to deal with. Gives me like night shivers thinking about it. Yeah. Cold I, sweats. I feel anxious for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Okay, let's get into these Twitter questions. The first one is, how Southern do you feel? Oh, like not Southern. At all? No. I mean, when I'm in Atlanta, I was in Atlanta like a month ago Mm -hmm. for my brother's engagement party. And I felt really Southern then. When I'm there, I feel Southern. Because what I realize is when I speak to people and if they have an accent, Mm -hmm. it just... I have it. You mirror? Yeah. Yeah. If I'm in London, all of a sudden I'm doing some crazy, I don't even, like, it's weird. Yeah, I do the same thing. So all of a sudden, I was, and I was in Nashville for songwriting sessions and Atlanta. So for like a week, I was talking like this. <laughs> I was like, hey, y'all. So I really want to write a song and it's about like whatever. And I'm just like, and I, and I was like, I'm going to. I'm going to die. Like, <laughs> it's that weird out-of-body experience. Yeah. Being like, what am I? Who am I? Yeah, it was weird. Um, that's when I feel most Southern. And yeah. I also feel like a fraud. Um, <laughs> but that's about it. Yeah. Uh, someone wants to know, what is your favorite hobby? My favorite hobby? Oh. 
What do you do in your downtime, your free time, if you have any I've ever? Really, I really don't have any. You you go to Vegas for bachelor parties, <laughs> sounds like. It's, that's like stressing me out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's just grabbing a drink with friends. That's about it. Yeah. Like that's like the, the coolest thing for me to do. Just grab a glass of whiskey. That's very cool. That yeah, sounds very cool. Very boring. Uh, someone wants to know what's the most difficult part of starting your podcast? <laughs> Everything. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. So I don't know. So Brian, my brother, was mm-hmm. like, Eric, you need to do a podcast. I was like, why? And to be fair, it's like in Korea, nobody's really doing podcasts. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, it's now just starting to be on people's radar because I started one and then my friend Tablo just started his. Um, so <laughs> Brian's like, we need to do this. And I was like, I really don't want to, but if you really think I should, we'll yeah. try it. So it's on my kitchen table. Okay. Just this one condenser mic from 10 years ago. Uh-huh. And it was horrible. <laughs> like, it was awful. This is a really good advertisement for people <laughs> that haven't heard of your podcast was, that should go listen to it. I, mean, <laughs> I hate doing it. It's <laughs> terrible. Please listen to me. <laughs> If you liked hearing people just talk crap like me, <laughs> it's going to be great for you. But I mean, I say that because we, I mean, we've gotten to a really good place now. We've, we've figured out the formula. We figured out how to do it. Our, our good friend Katrina here is editing our yeah, stuff. We found out right before that Katrina that shoots and edits these uh, episodes also works with you guys. Yeah. Amazing. Nice to meet you, Katrina. <laughs> you guys got to meet Sorry, in person we like for the berate first you time. at 3 a.m. on Slack. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Um, but so Katrina's like, I can answer this question about the hardest thing about his podcast. <laughs> well, Katrina wasn't even there for like the first, what, few episodes, but she definitely brought her game up a lot. Yeah. Because it was just like us dropping shit and like <laughs> crinkling everything. And he would be like typing at his computer. It was just bad. Yeah. But if you listen from the beginning, which I do not recommend, um, there's, <laughs> there's a general up uptick in the quality okay. and the content. That's good. Um, so It gives it, it people was, things to look forward to yeah. week by week. Be like, will the audio be okay this week? Right. Literally people are like, you sound like you're in an echo chamber. What's going on? <laughs> it's like, you know, we are in a hallway. Yeah. Just trying to get this done. And so for people that don't know that <laughs> should go check out the podcast, what is the general premise of it? So if I haven't already given you a thousand reasons to love this podcast, <laughs> yeah. um, it's pretty much, you know, there's a lot of K-pop. Um, and I think we just try to dive into like our top three picks for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of explain the song, what it's about, the music video. Mm-hmm. And then we ramble about if I've met that person or that team, like what they're like. And then I just talk talk shit with my brothers. That sounds great. It's, yeah. It's it's a solid medium. <laughs> no, it's a solid medium. And, and you know, I think what it is, is I... I feel like cringy talking about it sometimes. Sure. Because I, it's weird to me that people would listen to me. Like, do you ever have that? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I don't know how it's still happening. <laughs> I, like, I, think, I think they're all kind of placating me in this building and like none of these are actually on and I just keep coming in and they're like, let Grace pretend to record. Like, and I think that's, it's a very humbling experience to do it. Um, and yeah. so, like, I, I appreciate people who do listen to it. But I think what I have realized is, like, there is definitely an audience that appreciates, like, the insight into K-pop and, like, mm-hmm. my life. But it's given me um, – it's made me think that I want to do another podcast that's completely different. Cool. That's just kind of like what you're doing. Yeah. You know, just meeting interesting people, 
and not have it be around one certain topic. That's I think that works in your skill set too because you have so much experience interviewing people. Well, thank that you. if you get to do it on your own terms and not in a four minute like hyper <laughs> aggressive window anxiety <laughs> like, attack. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, someone wants to know what is the sweetest thing a girl did for you. Um. Oh man. It's just I can't talk about it. <laughs> Great. Wow, scandalous. <laughs> no, okay, I, moving it's, on. It's just nice surprises <laughs> here and there. Oh, that's um, nice. That just completely unexpected. That's sweet. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, who do you think has the hardest job in the music slash K-pop industry? Oh, man. That's a tough question. I'd say in Korea, it's like uh, managers. Yeah. Um, and I'd say that because in the, in the sense of like in the States, a manager is supposed to be like your biz dev and like mm-hmm. your strategic guy. Um, in Korea, like a manager, a lot of them are just road managers. They just drive you around. Oh, so they're really? like your personal assistant. Okay. But they're up before you. They go to sleep after you. They're mm-hmm. driving you everywhere. They're taking care of everything. Mm-hmm. And as hard as our jobs are as celebrities or as singers or performers, like my heart always goes out to the person like behind the scenes. Hustling. Taking yeah. care of that person. Yeah. Um, they're basically like a parent. Yeah. <laughs> but they get like – they're and they're the first ones to get in trouble for everything too. Sure. And that's why I'm just like, you guys, they're, they have the hardest job. That's not fair, but also how great to be able to acknowledge respect for that job. You have to, yeah. Yeah. You have to. Um, someone wants to know if mm-hmm. you could ever if you ever could go back in time and fix something you regret or didn't like, what would it be? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> What's happening? I like took a sip of coffee and then an ice cube went into my mouth and I realized I couldn't answer it, so I spit it back in and <laughs> This is going to be a meme and I hate myself for it. Oh, God. I love it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Can you re- re-ask that question? Yes, of course. I blacked out for the past 15 seconds. <laughs> oh, God. If you ever could go back in time and fix something you regret or didn't like, what would it be? Oh, fix something I didn't like or regret. Um, I mean, I feel like Bolivia might be on the list. <laughs> um, you know what? I don't, I've really, first of all, I have a horrible memory. I have like mm. the worst memory. Same. It's awful. And I, I worry that people think it's me being a bitch, but it's really, it's I can't ever remember names, things Nothing. that happened. Yeah. If I, if we run into each other and I don't say hi or if I don't, please don't take it personally. I'll be like, you were on my podcast? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so like, yeah, it's whenever people ask me this question, I'm like, I don't remember anything about my life. That means that um, you don't have any regrets. So yeah. carefree. I'm, I'm very carefree and stressed all the time. Um, but I think, I think if anything, I would have just partied more when I was younger. Okay. Yeah. I think I, I was very like, very irresponsible, like mm-hmm. get your shit done constantly, like, yeah. which is great. But when you live and you look back, you're like, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, that's true. Also, you have like the young person stamina to party more. Because right. if you try to make up for lost time as an adult, you can't things do it. hurt more. You can't do it. You can't recover. Yeah. It's uh, just trust trust me on this, please. Like when I tell you to party now, just party now. Yeah. I mean, within reason. Yeah. Yeah. Be safe. Um, someone's asking, favorite American artist? Oh. Is that tough? That's hard. That's like asking to pick your favorite parent. 
Maybe. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. Um, How about for right now? Because I'm sure it fluctuates all the time. Oh, man. I've been listening to a lot of Lainey. I don't even know who that is. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I don't really know much about them, but uh-huh. I really like their music. Laney, L-A-N-Y. Yeah. Cool. Um, that and then Bruno Mars is always just like a role model. Yeah. In terms of how he… I don't think there's a solo male artist right now that can sing and dance and perform at his caliber. Yeah. He's like the pretty incredible. Thing. Yeah. Uh, what emoji do you use the most? This one. The wink with the tongue out? Yeah, and you're kind of smiling, but you look like you're having a seizure. Yeah, what does that one mean? Like, what are you using it for to, like, what emotion to denote? My complicated, internalized (laughs) traumas. (laughs) Endless amount of anxiety and stress, but still trying to have a good time. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, When did you realize you could sing? Um... I thought I could sing at a very young age. Uh-huh. My parents told me otherwise until I was like 22. <laughs> really? Yeah. They were just like, you, you're horrible. Wow. Um, it was… My parents just did not like the idea that I would even want to be a singer. But what a clever way for parents to keep their kids from entering a career path that they didn't <laughs> approve of. You just tell them that they're bad yeah. at it. <laughs> yeah. There was no shortage of that. Like, my parents… Like, I think back on it and… Like, my, both my pro- brothers, they played D1 college soccer okay and so they were like i love soccer too growing up i was on varsity from freshman year and but they were like you need to stop i was like why it's like you're horrible i was like i'm the only <laughs> freshman on the team he's like you suck <laughs> like, they're like i'm glad your whole family has always encouraged you your whole life <laughs> they're like your brothers they're good you are subpar you should just study and play like an instrument that you hate playing. Uh-huh. And so they kept me playing like the cello and uh-huh. I never really liked it, but they're like, that's what you should do. Yeah. But I was like, but I want to sing. They're like, well, then you should take opera lessons. And I was like, I wow. tried it for one. And I'm like, this is horrendous. <laughs> I sound like a dying cow. Yeah. Um. So I always like just sang for fun and like YouTube was kind of like that outlet. Mm-hmm. And when I got onto like the American Idol show, it was funny because I called my parents and I was like, hey, so I think I have a good shot. Like the producers really like me. The writers like me. Like, I don't know. I feel like it might work out. And my mom, my mom goes, Eric, just get it out of your system. I'm glad you're in Korea. So you finally know and you'll finally understand how not great you are. <laughs> <laughs> what a pep talk. She was like, you will finally realize that there are so many talented people People who are more talented than you are in music and singing. And you will finally just go work at a job. And it's like, thanks, mom. I love you too. Yeah. Bye. Uh, <laughs> what do they think now? Um, they love it now. Okay. Every once in a while, my mom still is like, so when are you going to get a real job? Uh-huh. Um, but my dad is all about it. I think if he could, he would be a celebrity himself. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we did a TV show together where we traveled to Prague and it oh, was, wow. it, and he became like a semi celebrity for a few years and he was like loving it. He <laughs> was like, when is my endorsement deal for the ramen coming in? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, dad. My mom was like, even till like two or three years ago, she came to visit me in Korea and she was like, so like people like know you? I was like, yeah. So people like recognize you. I was like, yes. So like, they like you though. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Like, mom, 
my face and like literally as she's saying this there's a bus with my face on it selling i don't even remember what it was i was like holding some like cosmetic product i was like mom that's my face on a bus and she's, she's like, like no. why <laughs> I, was, I was like i'm sorry i'm such a disappointment i love you this is oh man your mom is endlessly she's great supportive. i love her love you mom uh, things he wants to accomplish in the next 10 years. Oh, wow. Um, I think my, my biggest goal is to really try to do stuff here in the States. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, Asians, Asian Americans were having like kind of a moment, especially with, you know, BTS K-pop doing the stuff in music. And then with like Crazy Rich Asians and like the Shang-Chi movie and all these people in film and TV. Having said that, I still don't see a single solo artist or Asian American doing things in English. Yeah. You know? And it needs to happen. And I think people, we've like set it up so that somebody can do it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it'll be me, but I'd like to be part of that process to make it possible for some kid in the future. That's cool. Um, and that's probably like my biggest goal. Very cool. Um, so that's what I'm working towards. Very admirable. Well, thank you. And also like very specific. <laughs> I've thought about a lot. Yeah, no, clearly. that's great. No. That's awesome. Uh, how did you get the courage to, what is this, to just, oh, to just leave the U.S. and move to Korea, which obviously <laughs> happened in phases as we right. know. Um, how did you get the courage to move out of the U.S.? It was, so a lot of people ask me, like, I guess as a counterpoint to that, not count, like whatever, is why did you choose to go to Korea and start music there? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I didn't have a choice, you know? Yeah. Like, we didn't have a choice. Like, you think you walk any Asian girl or guy into a major label, you think they're going to sign them? Hell no. Mm. Even right now, it's all about, right now, I feel like it's about numbers. Yeah. Who has the biggest social following or yeah. whatever. Um, so for me, my answer is always like, if I wanted to seriously pursue music, it was to go where I was accepted. And mm. that for me was Korea. So it was terrifying. It was daunting. I don't have friends out there. Um, I couldn't speak the language really. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt uncomfortable forever. But I felt like it needed to be done. And that was, you know, everything's for a dream and like a purpose and a goal. And for me, like I felt like that was part of that journey. Hmm. Yeah. Also, just throwing it out there, uncomfortable forever is a great name for an album <laughs> you gotta talk okay you yeah. don't get producer credits quick trademark but... that so we can sell it to them <laughs> Brian buy the website now <laughs> Go. Um, okay we're wrapping up uh, let me see if I have one more really good question let's see okay what's your favorite thing to do these days my favorite thing to do these days mm -hmm. um sleep Ooh, okay. When I can, actually no, I don't like sleeping. Do you like sleeping? I love sleeping when I can do it. Right. It's um, it's not my strongest skill set. I'm really bad at it. Me too, and I it and that stresses me out, which leads me to not sleeping. You lay there and you're mm -hmm. like, why am I not sleeping? Yeah. And that you get yeah. It's an endless cycle. Right. It's horrible. Um, favorite thing to do is do my podcast. Sweet. The one that you hate so much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, I, I have don't a, hate it. I, I have just... a really good final question. Um, what's his favorite thing to do with a hot dog? What? I did, that, did, that came from Twitter. That came from... <laughs> oh, they named themselves the gay that texts you at weird times. 
<laughs> These are your fans. Whoa. And he wants, they want to know what's his favorite thing to do with the hot dog. Hoo-hoo. Eat it? What I mean, okay, what, yeah. what, like, what are the, what do you do with the hot dog? Like, I, I don't, don't understand. Span your brain. Imagine what you. Can I'm do not going to go there. There's a bumble baby here. Like, yeah, that's not... true. My best friend just painted with a hot dog on a YouTube video. So that's where we're at in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, Eric, thank you so much for being here. No, thank you for having me. Of course, but before you go, mm-hmm. um, every single guest that's right. on the podcast gets a parting gift, and that's a fortune oh. cookie from us to you. Oh my gosh, it's got a personalized fortune inside. Wait, did you personalize? Who personalized it? Our, our team personalized Wait, it. like, I want to know, is this like a Panda Express personalization no. or is this like a real person? This is like we actually personalize oh, it. Oh, wow. That's yeah. cool. That's a lot of effort. We we try on the podcast. <laughs> okay, wait. I'm going to open it up. Go ahead. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Do you like this ASMR? Crumble, crumble. <laughs> Crack. I like when you're announcing the noises <laughs> that are happening. Crumble, crumble. Paper. <laughs> All right. Whoa. All right. Here we go. Uh, there's no such thing as too many bangers for a new album. Let's go. 56 new songs for the new album. This is a promise to your fans listening. Uh, just because I read it does not mean it is a promise. <laughs> okay, that is a statement that I read from a piece of paper. Um, yeah. Just saying, it's a possibility. It is a possibility that okay. will probably not happen. Okay. But it is, you know, I think it'll be out in November and it's going to be... A lot of really great songs. That's so exciting. And then it'll be followed by tours. So hopefully I'll see you guys Heck yeah. wherever I am. Where can people find you and everything you're up to if they don't know? On my Instagram. Okay. It's real Eric Nam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me spell that out for you. R-E-A-L, real. Uh-huh. Eric, E-R-I-C with a C. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, that was your Eric with a C. Nam, N-A-M. And uh, ericnam.com. Everything's there. Ericnam.com. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was so fun. I had a blast. Oh, thank God. Phew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll see you next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Goodbye. He can sing. Goodbye. <laughs> too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. Not too deep. Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, producer and edited by Melissa D. Montz, writing by Diane Kang, production assistance by Katrina Henning, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music. Too Deep, Too Deep, Too Deep, Not Too Deep, with Grace Helbig. Whatever struggles you are facing, from depression and anxiety to trauma and grief, BetterHelp can connect you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, as well as chat and text with your therapist. And anything you share is completely confidential. Best of all, it is affordable, and you will get 10% off your first month with the discount code GRACE. So why not get started? Go to betterhelp.com grace. Fill out a questionnaire to get matched with a counselor that you'll love today. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, producer Melissa D. Montz.